0: My name's Eileen Townsend, and I'm the editor of the Northern Lager and Timber Processor, a trade magazine for the forest products industry that's based out of the Adirondack Mountains in New York State. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Northern Lager podcast at this very strange time in our country's history. On that note, before we get started, I want to make an announcement, which is that the board of the directors for the Northeastern Loggers Association has decided that it is in the best interest of the association, our exhibitors, and of course our attendees to postpone the 2020 Loggers Expo until October, Um, that's going to be October 16th and 17th of 2020. The Loggers Expo will still be held at the Champlain Valley Exposition, which is in Essex Junction, Vermont, right outside of Burlington. And the Loggers Banquet, which is sponsored by Farm Credit, is now going to be held on Thursday, October 15th. And it's still going to be held at the Delta Hotel by Marriott, which is in South Burlington, Vermont. So that's our COVID-19 update about changes that we're making to keep everybody safe during this uh, viral outbreak. Um, And I hope that all of our listeners are hunkering down and playing it safe right now. So hopefully we can provide you with a little bit of entertainment for this period. Our podcast this month is about workers' compensation in the state of Vermont, healthcare, something that has come up a lot recently with what's going on and the elections and et cetera, et cetera. So as many of you know, the cost of doing business as a logger in Vermont has always been very high. Historically, the expense of workers' compensation has presented this outsized burden for Vermont's loggers which leads many to avoid hiring employees altogether or finding creative ways to get around the expense of workers' comp. And for a state with hundreds of logging operations, an extremely low number of Vermont employers take out workers' compensation insurance. In June of 2017, which is the period for which the most recent data is available, There were only 17 non-mechanized logging and 46 mechanized logging insurance policies sold in the state of Vermont. So that number, according to Sam Lincoln, who's the deputy of Forest Parks and Recreation, and he's a former logger himself, that number is abysmal for a state that has such a considerable forest economy. So we spoke with Sam and we spoke with several other people that have spent a long time in Vermont about how this situation is changing right now and how it might get easier to be in business in the state of Vermont soon. So here's Sam.
1: 2016, uh, dealing with the pulp market crash and uh, being at the outer procurement ring of a lot of pulp mills, seeing a serious decline not complete loss of certain markets and declined in the price paid for the wood and I still remember well sitting in my office 2016 during mud season and tearing open envelopes paying bills and getting a notice from my workers comp insurance company that my rates were going up again uh, for the fifth year in a row and I had never had a claim or an injury on my operation um and had done taking my employees to trainings and um did my best to what i had for information at the time to have a culture of safety on the job at master logger certified uh with the assumption that that would automatically change my insurance rates and there was nothing i seemed to be able to do to um Get those rates under control um wasn't getting any help from the insurance companies or various state people i was talking with um and jumping forward um, to that fall just before the collection in 2016 i went to the then lieutenant governor now governor phil scott Brought him a white paper of various issues in the forest economy, and this was one. And I had a table showing the rates of workers' compensation insurance for loggers in the Northeast states. Um, and Vermont was a, a huge outlier with expensive rates. When I was appointed by the governor to, to work with Commissioner Schneider and the others in the administration on this, you know, we had a charge to address this issue, and. There was the legislature who became interested in it through testimony that our department provided, and the, the Department of Financial Regulation did a study on high-risk occupations and what was driving the rates up in the state. The governor directed them to implement many of the recommendations from that study, and one of them was to develop a modernized logger safety training program that included on-the-job safety inspections. To observe operations and make sure people were doing the things they learned in training, which has been found repeatedly to be a, a key part of behavior change on in uh, and, and, and safety, and launched our program in the July 1 of 2019, with, again, the idea of a safety-certified, mechanized logging contractor who has met a certain training standard. The supervisor has had training, They've had a job site inspection where the safe practices have been verified. We'll qualify for a 15% discount on their workers' comp insurance. And we're midway through the first year of that. We're about to start the first job site inspections. Hopefully it'll be happening this month, February.
0: John Adler, a longtime Game of Logging instructor and a logger in Vermont, knows the Vermont industry well, and he explained the situation in this way.
2: The, the industry, as I've seen it as much as, as long as I've been involved in it, there's a lot of that subcontractor mentality or that you know that, that approach it's a, It's a handshake, it's a you know don't ask, don't tell kind of a thing and there's, all, there's a lot of different ways to to make the cash flow around and stay away from the workers' comp. So that's been the history of it. It's It's been, you know, prohibitively expensive when the rates were, you know, I've been paying it. When I started paying now, I've had workers comp on my guys. Wow, 15 years, you know, you start paying 30 to 50% of payroll in a comp policy and you you're buying timber up against, you know, contractors who don't have to pay that. You know they're they're just skirting around it for whatever in any however they want to do it. Um, it's it's a huge financial obstacle for us. So that's that's been the history. That's the reality of it.
0: Sam addressed the ethics of workers comp.
1: What I have you know what I've learned over the past three years um, of anything from one. One employee to large mechanized operations that are working without workers' comp. It is it is an ethical problem. Uh, Some people may not know that they're in violation of the law, and that's labor law is complicated. They may think that their family member or their that they're just because they're giving somebody a 10.99 that they're not their employee and not obligated to pay workers' comp themselves and. Position of uh, developing complicated schemes essentially to avoid workers comp and it, 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 it all came around you know I was uh, speaking with a, lo- a large logging contractor in Maine getting advice about it and I, I told him I said you know we have less than 70 loggers in the state with workers comp insurance and he paused and he, and he was like where are the ethics, where are the morals of someone putting a person to work in the most hazardous job in the country. Uh, and not giving them the proper
0: Nancy Cass, an insurance agent who handles workers' comp and has worked with Sam, also spoke about the details of the new program and the importance of building a culture of safety in order to make workers' compensation rates cheaper for everyone.
3: Um, The rates have been so astronomically high that no one can really afford to purchase it, and therefore with... So few people paying into the pool, of course. The rates are higher for those very few that had it. And now with this initiative that SAM and the Financial Department of Regulation have come out with, it has absolutely improved over the past few years. And in the last 24 months, is even just so much better. The first thing they did last year right off the bat was – there used to be the log trucking rate, which was twenty seven oh one, which was for anyone who hauled wood products. That rate was hang on just one second. I have it. That rate was eighteen dollars and eighty five eighty four cents. And then in two thousand and nineteen they did away with that class. And they consolidated it into the trucking class with all other types of trucking. And that rate is eleven seventy seven in two thousand and nineteen. So that in itself was a huge improvement for those that truck, wood especially. Or and it didn't have to be just round wood, it could be uh, bark mulch, wood chips, they pretty much considered anything that was a byproduct of logging to be in that class, which affects so many people. Um, and then, so that was the trucking, that was the first thing, first thing they did that made a, a major impact. They've come out with this new certification, and it's a 15% credit off the, the published NPCI rate. Um, we've been told that no one yet in Vermont has completed the certification because they, have, they haven't completed all of the requirements. Um, there's quite a few, Sam is telling us, that have completed some of the education, maybe not the second part, and no one has yet had an evaluation, because they do a site visit.
0: No one's had the site visit done yet. Jack Bell of Longview Forest Products is another Vermont business owner who participates in the program.
4: Longview, we have about 30 employees and about 20 are directly involved with logging, either doing logging every day or um, supporting that work. And then the other employees are a few of us that are sort of overall management administration and then forestry there are four full-time foresters and then um a couple other people that do something we call woodland services which is mostly invasive plant control and timber stand improvement and trails and things that are you know hands-on work but smaller scale than heavy equipment and all the rest of that one of our logging staff members kyle brendan is our he's also our safety officer so he's in charge over all of our safety meetings and safety programs and He's been pretty involved. So we're in the process of getting all of our full-time logging staff certified so that we can take advantage of the lower rates in Vermont. I mean, right now, we already, we, we do logging in. <clears throat> Vermont is our number one place of work, but then we do lots in New Hampshire. And the last couple of years, we've been doing more in Massachusetts. So uh, we already split. Our payroll, our logging payrolls, out between those three states because they all have different rates, mm. um, and New Hampshire's rates are drastically lower than Vermont. So Great. we're very, we're very aware of that. We make sure that we have all the payrolls that happen in New Hampshire broken out so we can take advantage of New Hampshire's.
0: Kyle Pratt, a young business owner and logger, is one of the new participants in this non regulatory program. Pratt started taking on employees in 2019, and the terrain is pretty new to him. For my uh, guy that logs full time, as I do
5: for my guy that does mostly excavation, uh, it's a substantial amount of money uh, a month. I just started with employees last year. Um, so it's still a little bit new to me, a little bit of a learning curve still. But um, uh, Sam kind of, kind of, I guess pushed me to, to take that, take that route if I was going to hire people and do it the right way. And after sitting in all his meetings, it kind of convinced me. Uh, you know, I know that Vermont's plagued with a lot of uh, subcontracting, which they're trying to crack down on. I thought it was ethical. Uh, I sleep better at night knowing that my guys have the coverage that they really should have. Uh, I, I think it's a good business selling point because so few people carry it. Um, so it might kind of make give you that little edge on the other guy. You can't always necessarily pay what the other guy can pay, but if you can really, you know, because you have that extra cost. But if you can really push that, the landowner is that their their liability is zero, and that.
0: Everybody really is
5: getting the coverage that they need. And, and, you know, a lot of times it seems like you can sway people in that direction.
0: Sam Lincoln spoke about what the future holds for workers' compensation in the state of Vermont.
1: We had um, about, there was about 20 logging operations that are, that have entered the program now. That's roughly a third of the insured workforce. Um, and. We have a lot of opportunity to have we're very hopeful that in 2020 we'll have more loggers get involved we're also standing up an oversight committee um, built around loggers and insurance agents to steer this program in the future so we can learn from the people doing the on-site safety inspections what are the trends in risk and hazards on logging operations that we can train for the following year in continuing education trainings
0: As always, we're going to keep you updated as this topic evolves, both in our magazine, The Northern Logger Magazine, and here on the Northern Logger Podcast. And I hope that you all stay safe out there. We're thinking about all of our listeners and readers in this difficult time. I personally am very grateful to be a part of the wood products community in this time of national crisis. So thanks again. I'm your editor, Eileen.